Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host in the building. What's up, Marcus? Man, what's up, my beautiful people, man? Glad to have Chase on, man. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to be on here. And uh, I got to give him an intro, though, man. Uh, man, we got the young phenom in the building today. Uh, or state champ over there for all. Uh, went on to prep school to do his thing. Then he got uh, discovered by the Hall of Fame coach, uh, Portland University of Portland. I mean, Portland University of Terry Porter. Give it up for Chase Adams in the building, man. I got a little antsy. I get excited, man, when I got a real talent in here. Welcome to the show, Chase. What's up, boy? Ain't nothing to it. Y'all got it. Man, Chase, man, I was, uh, somebody was actually uh, hit us up on our inbox and said, man, y'all got to get Chase on. I said, man, slow your roll. We going we gonna to get to all <laughs> the young fellas, the old fellas. We trying to mix it up. So I said, let me reach out to Chase, man, and uh, and get him on on, the, on our show, man. But, but Chase, man, happy to have you on the show, man. And I know uh, your pops is a big influence. Actually, your family in general is a big influence on your upbringing, man. So let's, let's jump right into it, man. Talk about your family, your upbringing. Who put the rock in your hand? Um, shoot, I haven't had a ball in my hand since I was two, forever. My my big brother used to play, and uh, he played with a Ferrari uh, and one small fry. You know, so my basketball is in my, in, my, in, my, in my family forever. My dad put it in my hands when I was young. Got them, uh, them cone drills, them Will Bynum, uh, Sunny Park cone drills. Wow. It was on from there. <laughs> man, your pops, man, I I remember uh, meeting Tony, man, a while back, and uh, we used to talk, and he would tell me, you know, the things that you were doing, man. You were so hungry at a young age uh, that a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people didn't, didn't want to give you your Jets due, mm -hmm. and and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this show, man, because we all on the up and up, positive, being positive and upbeat. So when I said, let me get Chase on here so Chase can enlighten some of the people who look up to you. So there's a lot of people that look up to you, whether you like it, whether you know it or not. Yeah. There's a lot of people because I watched a lot of the videos, man, you put that work in, Chase. So where did you get that work ethic from? Um, from the get-go, I used to watch my dad go to work every day. My mom used to go to work every day and just provide for us. Uh, I guess that's where it was just instilled for me. It just translated to the basketball court. It was funny that you brought up uh, me being young and people be, uh, believing in me or, you know, looking up to me since I was young. My dad and my mom used to always preach the second Timothy verse, you know, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Set an example for the believers. That translates in everything, you know. Um, whether it's basketball or just life, I always want to inspire. I always want to set the example, whether it's verbally, uh, physically, or just, you know, just being an example. So um, that that was big for me always, just always. And it's, it's also funny you said hungry. I don't even think I was that hungry when I was little. I just, basketball is all I like to do. Wow. But yeah, it translated into being hungry for sure. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, you was having fun, you know, you yeah. was having fun. And, I, and that's what I always tell uh, kids, Chase, when they – getting involved in this game of basketball, man. Either you love it or you like it, you know. Right. There's only two things you can do, you know. If you love it, you're going to continue to do it. You're going to do whatever it takes to be successful at it. If you like it, you're going to be doing it every now and then. That's you a know? fact. So, it, so it's, it seems like you loved it at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I used to read all the clippings. You know, some people would talk about things like saying, well, it's hype, you know. Some certain kids are just all hype. You wasn't about that. You know, you were really putting in that work, man. And and I and I saw it. So big ups to you, man, because that could actually destroy kids. You know, when when kids get so caught up in it, I don't think he was believing it and looking all into that hype. He was like, Yeah, it's cool to, to have people talk about me, but I know I still got work to do. I, I didn't even know it was as big as it was until I got older. I tell people this all the time. I look back, I think I had a seventh grade video that has like 16 million views on it on YouTube. And that's like that the is. most, most Ballers Life views on, on any Ballers Life video ever, like any video. Wow. I didn't look I didn't look at that like that then. I was just playing basketball and I was just little, just hooping, just going through everybody like they was cones. And I was like, oh. 
And I look back at it now, I'm like, I shouldn't have been doing that stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I mean, hey, but it, was, it was what it was. It was a blessing. I mean, it, it's still it's still in the works. It ain't over yet, you know? Yeah, but, do, but Chase, do you think, because you were so small at the time and people was looking like, man, this little dude is doing it. And like all these drills and all these games you were playing mm -hmm. in and they were watching. Do you think that played a part in it? You know what it was? I, I, I talked about this the other day. It's it's the fact that people can relate to me. Don't nobody really relate to the 6'5 dude that's jumping over everybody. And so yeah. when people see a, a, a little guy getting it done, they're like, oh, well, maybe I can do this, um, maybe even on the football field or on the baseball turf. Um, it, it ain't always basketball. It's, it's just life for me. I always try to set example with anything. And so just being an inspiration, um, like that, just being the little guy and to show everybody that hey, it don't it don't matter how big you is, it's all about your heart. That was right. the biggest thing for me. That's what kept me going all the time. Right. All right. I think my man Robert got something he want to ask you. Oh yeah, yeah Liv, man, you ain't gonna even let me talk to him, man. Dang. No, I'm just kidding. Chase, uh, Liv, Liv, Liv kind of took my question because you remind me of Tyler Eulis. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Tyler wasn't that big of a guy, and he was tough. Did you watch his game? Did you kind of draw from Tyler Eulis some of this confidence that you got? Yeah, Ty Tyler was my dude. Ty I hang on my dad right here. Yeah, he might have got to take off his suit. He got on his suit already. <laughs> Pops yeah. got on a 10 piece suit. A, I think he's just coming in from work, maybe. Yeah, yeah if you just while uh, chiming in, man, we got Chase okay. Adams on the show right now. So if you're chiming in, we got the young phenom from the University of Portland. Um, or state champion. How you doing, Mr. Adams? Hey, how you doing, man? All right, sir. Doing, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm real good. How you doing, Mark? Man, appreciate you guys coming on, man, and joining us on All Ball Chicago. We try to do something positive. I don't know if you've been following us or not, but we try to have guys come on, man, and talk about their upbringing, and, and especially when we see a tandem like you two, a father-son relationship. So I really want to you to be on here too to share some of your knowledge with us about because a lot of people don't know how to interact with their children so especially when they start playing basketball they get so caught up in other things so just talk a little bit about that tone about your your son relationship and how you guys are got started in this basketball well you know I, I initially started them as far as uh, the training aspect of things and what what I did was I wanted to make sure he loved the game and once I saw that he loved the game, I did what he wanted me to do. He would actually, he would come in if I'm laying around. He come, Dad, come, let's go to the gym. Dad, let's go to the gym. He'd be pushing me. I wouldn't push him. He would come because I wanted him to love the game. And I see a lot of dads. I think they get too, too pushy when it, when it comes to that. They they start to want to overtrain their kids to me sometimes. I, I, they get away and then the, the kid have a tendency to stop loving the game because of that. Or the relationship separate because you know they don't they don't they don't differentiate when it's time to to, to uh, enjoy the game as opposed to uh, be a dad. Mm -hmm. And why 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 Though we can help some people understand like how you can build that son-father relationship without you know putting a lot of pressure on your kid. Because I think a lot of people put do put pressure on their their kids when they see something like, oh, his, he he might have potential. Let me let me go, let me push him. And then the kid right. falls back and don't know what to do and how to react. So you're asking me, how do I handle that? Yeah, like 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 if you were sharing some knowledge to somebody who has a child right now. And you're and that kid says, man, you know what? I don't even want to play. But the father says, man, you have to play because I see the potential in you. You know, how do you handle that? You know, like some of the fans out there or people that's listening might not know how to handle their child in that certain situation. First, you, first of all, you got to let them be a kid. You know, you can't take that away from them. You got to let them be a kid. You got to let them enjoy that aspect. Like we only get one child, you know, and you just can't start to just drill, drill, drill. Um, 
you find out if he loves the game. And if he don't love the game, then just love him for who, who he is, you know? Leave it alone. And if he starts to pick up a ball and then you, you see some interest, then you go ahead and then you start to uh, try to develop that. And then even with, even with that being said, you have to allow it to be natural progression. Uh, don't just push, 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 and then you, what you're gonna do is push them away from the game. Uh, we didn't. We didn't even. It, it's crazy because we didn't work out every day. I mean, I was young and I loved the game, but I wasn't trying to work out like a pro as a second grader yet. I mean, we <laughs> was in the gym two days a week, and then it got to three days a week, then four days a week, then five. But you know what it was? We always was always at Palmer Park on Saturdays. That's for sure. We didn't miss those. <laughs> Shout out to Palmer Park on 111th and King Drive. <laughs> That's my land out there. And that was, you know what, Palmer Park was fun. You know, that was an opportunity for a kid to be a kid. You, right. you interacted with other kids and, and he looked forward to going to Palmer Park. So, the, the you know, kids, the workout aspect of things, yeah, we work out, but when it's all said and done, kids want to play. They want to have fun. Right. And so you got that's when you gotta let them have that that fun. And it's a lot of dads get I think they get too too caught up if they have see some talent in them, they get too caught up in trying to develop that talent that they get they get overboard, take it overboard. Mm-hmm. And right. let me let me ask you something, Lib. You know, you saying so basically these kids are becoming robotic. Cause when you let Chase just go play pickup ball, that's where you really get good at. Exactly. That's what. That's old school ball. We we, we didn't have no trainers back then, man. We just <laughs> we just hoop. And I like saying if I saw uh, a, 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 something Marcus just did, okay, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna try to work on that. I like that move. Right. So that's, you picked up stuff you saw. That's how you played. You didn't yeah. have nobody train you. Okay, you move, do this move. You do this move. We didn't have any of that. Yeah, that's that's funny. I didn't have no training till eighth grade when it really was getting serious. He had me dribbling flat balls through cones for two hours. That was yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I basic basketball. I, I learned, you know, it, it was what's funny is I learned uh, a lot of my drills from Sonny Park. Yeah, a lot of my drills from Sonny. I watching him and talking with him, and I had an older son that uh, that played under Sonny Parker. And and uh, when he would go to practice, Sonny would have him doing drills first. And he would even uh, the old guys would come back, and my son was probably uh, in high, was he in high school at the time? He's a freshman in high school, and uh, that's when uh, Will Bynum still would come over and work with Sonny, and you would get a chance to see all the drills that they did. And I said, I just I just took them, and then I didn't know I would have another son. I said, okay, I got a chance to use these drills now. So right, basically how it worked. <laughs> you always taking something yeah. from somebody. Yeah, and we had Sonny, we had Sonny on. And we actually talked about how many kids he helped, you know, coming out of Chicago, how many kids he helped. And then we also had Tim Hardaway on talking about that same thing, which you had mentioned about your son, like about Chase. He said he had to do the same thing. He's like, man, I was, he wanted to push, you know, his Tim Hardaway Jr. so bad. And then he said he had to step away. You know, he stepped back and then you know, Tim Jr. He eventually came back around and said, dad, show me this, show me that. And Tim was, you know, more open to it because at first he said, if you, you know, I played in the NBA and you, you got to play, you know, and Tim right. was like, oh, real hard, you know, and then he had to take a back seat, man. And uh, I think that's the best thing to do, man. When you have kids, man, yeah. <laughs> take you know, that back. Speaking of back seat, speaking of back seat, uh, you know what I, 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 uh, I did personally, I waited, I went to a certain year. I said, after seventh grade, you know, I was coaching him. After seventh grade, I got away from coaching him. Um, a lot of dads don't know how to get away from coaching. They got at some point you gotta let somebody else that you trust coach your son. From like I, I would say six, seven, right? You, you need to sever your ties so he can get ready for high school because he's gonna hear a different voice in high school, and you're not gonna be able to run up to that high school coach and say, "I, I want to do this, I want to do that." Or you can do it, all right, but you need to start practicing on what you can't do, which is run up to one of them college coaches. <laughs> so you need to start practicing on that in high school. <laughs> All I do is say hi and to Terry Border. You know, he might have a few more words for me that he has to, you know, tell my son he want to share with me. But I never walk up to him and say, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, why are you not doing this? You can't go to no college coach like that. So you need to start practicing on that in high school. 
And a lot right. of dads don't do that. So they want to get to college, they sit in there and see in their seat. So you don't, yeah, you don't sit there, but you're gonna have a one-way ticket for your son. Right. <laughs> any problem that I had in high school, he made me go go address from, from freshman right. year. Right. I, at Marion, I obviously I didn't have the best relationship with my coach at Marion. I was in that office every day. Like, look, <laughs> I need to do this. Like, why you can't let me do this? Why can't let me do that? And we had conversations at home, but he ain't never really go up there and be like, look, uh, I need you to do this for my son. It was it was me. He had me make me do that. So yeah, that's a blessing because now I know how to communicate with my yeah. coach now. Yeah, I think that's awesome, uh, Chase, because that is a, t a lesson that you learn, man, from your pops. But like, man, I can't fight your battles. You know, yeah. you have to. You have to be able to go in there and speak your mind to the coach. And if the coach doesn't agree with it, then so be it. But at least you got it off your chest. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times kids don't know how to, to communicate that. Let's go back to um, elementary, middle school, uh, when you win it. You know, you at Ariel, you guys went undefeated. Is that the first time you got a taste of success, winning a championship? Uh, what did that feel like? Uh, it's funny you say that. Uh... Shoot, I could go back to Palmer Park. The reason why I started really working so hard is because every year we would get to the championship. No matter what level I was on, no matter what grade I was in, we would get to the championship every year. We would never win. Never won the championship. So that's when the days started piling on top of each other. Like, I need to go three days this time. This Maybe this is going to be my year. Four days. I mean, four times a week, my bad. Um, but <clears throat> eventually we started winning. We won those championships every year. Then it became, all right, I don't want to be on the same level as the rest of the third graders or the fourth graders. I want to be with the fifth and the sixth graders. Wow. Now we need to work a little harder so I can win up there. <laughs> and then it got to the point where um, Palmer Park, I kind of outgrew Palmer Park a little bit, and I wanted to play small fry. And, you know, people was always – I had a problem with that. People always said I was scared to play small fry because, you know, it's supposed to be all the best guards. And I, they would say I was scared to play. I'm like, let me play small fry one year. Right. Let me play small fry that one year. We get all the way to the, to the championship and uh, lost to uh, Ponce, the Puerto Rican team. But I proved myself in small fry. Now we get to Ariel. Um, we get to Ariel and we run it through everybody. Running through everybody. And it's just – it started a trend. My first taste of losing was my freshman year of high school at Marion. That was my first taste of losing. After and is that, that why you transferred? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. So after that, after that freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year, it was, it was, it was uphill until we, until we saw Simeon. That was, <laughs> it was uphill every time until we saw Simeon. Well, well, Chase, I'm gonna tell you this, man. A lot of coaches love winners, and you mm -hmm. are a winner. So that's why these coaches started coming after you. Uh, and I got to have you over here or whatever school it was. I'm pretty sure when you put your name out there that you was leaving Marion, I bet you your pops got a lot of calls from other schools trying to get you to come to their school. Yeah, and luckily, gosh. you know, and luckily you got over there with my man at Orr, uh, who I think is a great coach, a great motivator. Uh, he loves his, loves his uh, student athletes. He wants the best for them. And he'll do whatever. He'll fight for them. And so I think that was a good choice when you made that decision to go over to Orr. And then what happens? You win another championship. Yeah, that was my first. Um, that was my first real decision that I had to make because it wasn't really my decision to go to Marion. I honestly wanted to stay. I wanted to stay in the city. I, I wanted to go to Whitney Young, Warner Park, Simeon, or something like that. Um, but it came down to he told me one thing. He said, "I'm not gonna make this decision, but you need to make the best decision for you." Originally, I wanted to go to Simeon when I was transferring because uh, we lived down the street from Simeon. And all my friends, go. I'm back Taylor, my best friend. Uh, I wanted to play against Whitney Young because I, you know, I used to hate X in high school. That was that's my boy, but I hated X. So I didn't want to go to Whitney Young. I didn't want to go to Morgan Park. Uh, so I'm like, Simeon, don't got no point guard. I play with my boy, and we gonna we gonna win. But um, he told me uh, it's best to make a decision based off of uh, the relationship that you you're gonna have after with with the coach as well. I didn't know Rob like that. I knew Lou my whole life. And uh, I was like, yeah, Lou, I mean, it, it makes sense to go to Orr. Even though it's a two-way school, we're still going to play everybody in the city. And we're going to do what we have to do. And that's what it was. And it's uh, – I never forgot one time we were at a, uh, a city championship game. Okay. Chase was a freshman. He said, Dad, you know, I'm at Marion. I'm never going to play at Chicago State. I'm never going to get a chance to play at Chicago State. 
So he was kind of down about that. And then we transferred to or we played at Chicago State. <laughs> so <he laughs> <has to> play. <laughs> City wow. Championship. So you never know how life is going to present itself. But he was sitting there at that time looking at it like, I'll never be able to play here. I didn't know anything other than CPS basketball. I didn't want to play. I mean, I didn't even know about the City Catholic League basketball for real. No. I mean, all I wanted to do was go to one of them, them big, big three CPS schools, and I ended up, you know, form, helping forming uh, one of our own little dynasties over at Or. So, yeah, that was huge. But, but you know what, Chase, playing playing on that West Side, man, within itself, uh, I think it prepares, especially guards. It prepares you, man, for whoever you have to face, man, because on that West Side, man, it's grimy. Yeah, they it, come at you. Man, is 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 it's all that and something, man. So I know that that helped you, prepared you for, you know, when you made that decision uh to go uh to Portland and 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 even the prep school that you went to, I think that helped you, you know, uh make that easy transition to that next level. Facts. That's big facts. Um the yeah. West Side was different. Just not even just playing on, on the West Side or living on the West Side. I had to live over there, you know, to be in the district. Yeah, um, I I never been out west before. I solely south side, solely south side. I mean, I've gone to North Lawndale to play in tournaments and we right back, but having to actually stay over there and see how they live, it's totally it's like a whole other city over there. It's yeah. crazy, and just living over there, that changes your perspective of how you need to approach your everyday game too. Just with your teammates, seeing how they have to get to how they have to get to school, taking these different type of buses, some walking. And I'm getting dropped off. You just just being, you just got you can't take certain stuff for granted, and uh, it, that that goes into everyday work as well. You know, they're here working every day with you, and you got all this extra stuff that they don't have. You see how hungry they are. It just makes you even hungry. Um, you got some, Rob? Yeah, you know, I was thinking um, when he got he was getting recruited by Portland. They wasn't coming looking for you, Chase. They were looking for somebody else. Nah, Talk about that, boy. I read about that. <laughs> Talk uh, about that, man. I heard you were where the boys out up in there, man. So how know, did that happen? You know, it's funny. Uh, we was playing. Uh, we was playing against Verge. We was playing against Lonzo Verge. Uh, yeah, yeah. We was playing against Verge, and uh, the crazy part is, he actually had like forty. Damn. He had like four. I had like I had like twenty and ten, but that twenty and ten ain't do nothing, you know, for his forty. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot exactly who he was coming to. How TP was coming to recruit, but whoever it was, because Verge, I wasn't guarding Verge the whole game, and uh, Verge wasn't guarding me. But whoever it was, I guess I was just tearing a hole in. <laughs> I go and I see TP at our locker room after the game, and I'm I'm starstruck. And I, I don't get starstruck against like NBA players because I always feel like. I've always felt like I want to play against those guys when I get older, so I'm going to act like, you know, you're a regular person. I mean, which they are. They're still regular people. Right. But Terry Porter's a Hall of Fame point guard. He's not – he's done. I'm not going to play against him. I see him. I'm like, that's Terry Porter. Like, I watched, I watched his film. I watched him go against Mike. That he's, he's like that. And so I'm going up to shake his hand like, what's up? What's up, TP? I'm, like, big fan. I'm Chase. I'm, I'm, I'm just totally, totally starstruck. And he's like – like, slow, slow down. I, I want to know where you're from. What's your number? I'm trying to get you down on campus. Wow. <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he called me back. He called me within a week. I was I was down on campus within a week. It was the crazy. That was the fastest. That was the fastest process that I had been with any school. And that was the biggest thing right there. It was solely head coach talking to me. That was beautiful. Not, not, not only just head coach, but it's Terry Porter calling you three different numbers. He big time. He got like three different numbers. <laughs> all, this phone, all this my office phone. This is my cell phone. <laughs> just got to answer. If you see Portland, answer. Just answer. That's what's up, man. And as a parent, you know, um, Rob, I just wanted to piggyback off that. Uh -huh. when, I, when he was being recruited, he was the, the head He was the head coach that was really involved. I mean, calling him all, almost every day and just really being involved. And he called me and he called, he said, well, who, who can I call, you know? And I gave him a few names to call and he called all of them, you know? And I was like, wow, Chase, I said, man, you, 
with a head coach looking at coming that hard, man. <laughs> it's kind of hard to turn down, you know. And it's always a, a lot of these people or kids, I say, uh, young men, they get caught up in in the big name schools. Whereas uh, I always say, man, go where go where where it's a fit and go where they want you the most. Mm-hmm. I was one of them too, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was looking past schools just because. Um, I would get a text or a call from big schools, mm-hmm. five schools. If I got that text, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm big. I'm bigger than the, these other schools that's calling. Ooh. But I had that was that was that was during the time that I was in high school, going to prep school though. From prep mm-hmm. school going to college, it changed my perspective on what I actually wanted in school. Like I knew I wanted to play for a black coach. I knew I wanted to play for a point guard coach. And right. When you when you sit down, you pray for that, and you you actually just you just don't worry about anything else. You just work. You know, all that stuff falls in your lap. I know it's it's not Duke or North Carolina, but I'm probably one of the best situations in a lot of kids from the city because I'm with a coach that trusts me. I'm with a coach that I'm gonna learn from, and I'm just out there playing. I mean, I averaged what 28 minutes this year. I was I got experience under my belt like crazy that a lot of people didn't get. Yeah. Right. Right. And I always say that, that freshman year is so important to me, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was important to you. Yeah. If you step out on that court and get those minutes, those type of minutes. So I always say the first year is like you're learning. You're learning how college basketball is played. Next year, man, you I already know you're going to explode. You're going to explode yeah. out there because now you know how they, you know, college is being played. Maybe a little quicker. You may be a little faster. Some guys, you're like, OK, I know what I got to work on this summer. So. Now, next year, you're going to be a totally different uh, player. I already know it. I already see it. I I see you out there, you know, putting in that work. You know, of course, I talk to my nephew. He always tells me, man, Chase be working. Chase be working. You know, and I say, well, you need to get with Chase, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Liv, but you, hey, Liv, he sound like you, though. His dad sound like you. If you ain't talking to the head coach, you don't want to talk to him. (laughs) I'm just going to put you in the game and look down the bench and say, hey, get in there. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah Lib, don't, Lib don't talk to assistant coaches. Eh? Wow. Where the head coach at? <laughs> that's, what it was. that's what it was with um, UIC. Everybody always asked. I wish I'm, I'm glad I could address this. Everybody always asked me why um, why I thought I was too big time or something to go to UIC. I wasn't. I didn't feel big time. I made a really good relationship with D Brown. That's my dude. But they in our backyard, and Steve McLean never hit me. Wow. Right. Perfect. Perfect scenario, man. He and never hit me, but I'm, but I'm, what, what I'm going to, to a school that the head coach don't even And have. I want to address it, too, and it's not to, to, uh, to uh, negativity on, on, uh, on, the, on the situation, but people really did say that, that he was too big time to go to UIC. D. Brown called Chase every day. He played video games with Chase. He was really, you know, we really enjoyed the relationship he had with D. Brown. And I felt like it would have been a good fit because D. Brown, Played point guard, he would have really developed it. We looked about looked at development. However, I was also looked at um, his Chase's peers, like even your even your your nephew. He was getting uh, recruited. The head coach was calling, and they and they did a home visit. Mm. They, they, they came to his house. Uh, all of his peers, their head coaches came to his house. And they 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 contacted him. That head coach, I live ten minutes from UIC. I'm Tim, and he never came to our house. He uh-huh. never visited. He never called me and say, "How's Chase doing? What's going on?" So, to you didn't get that feel. You got to have a feeling about going to that school, and that feel wasn't there other than D. Brown. D. Brown did a great job, but the head coach he he dropped the ball. Yeah, that was uh, Jerome. Jerome was always Jerome and Jamie. Uh, Jerome Randall, Jamie Adams. They like my big brothers. They always been involved in our my recruitment, and. No, I was this close to just, you know, saying, all right, I'm going to stay in the city and, and play for home. But they was like, how many times Steve McLean called you? And then Jamie took it a step farther. He was like, how many times he been to your house? I was like, shoot. <laughs> ne- never? I was like, I don't know, never. And, and these folks are coming from California, flying in to see your, your nephew. Flying in from everywhere to, to do the home visit. He yep. had a 10-minute drive, and he didn't even do that. Do couldn't do it. And you know what, um, you know what, Tony, we actually, I actually talked about this on one of my episodes that, that why college coaches, you know, don't want to get to know 
my family. You know, if you come in and recruit me, you got to know my dad, my mom, my grandmother, my brother, my sister, my, my son, who you're recruiting. Mm-hmm. But you're going to contact me with your assistant coach. And I, I'm not going to play for the assistant coach. I'm going to play for you. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's that's he's that's just taking a step farther. He's saying, if we're going to visit, I want to meet your family. Right. I want to say how you treat your family, how you treat your wife, how you treat your kid. I want to visit your, your house. You know, I, I took it a step further. Yeah. Yeah, because so many kids get railroaded through the process. Right. And then you say, okay, you get send your kid away, and now he's the first after the first year, he wanna come home. Because you really mm-hmm. didn't do all your homework. You don't yep. he, if he's not treating his his family correctly or his his wife and his kids right, how what you what makes you think he'll treat your kid right? Exactly. What, what, or keep his word on what he's gonna do. His word's not, not that great to me. Right. <laughs> so, that's right. real. That's the first step. Yes. That's the first time I heard that, Liv. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring your family in here, man. Let me talk to them. <laughs> I want the right there. I want the <laughs> when Chase's uh, coach was recruiting him from um, from prep school, mm-hmm. we went down. We uh, uh, we went there, and he and he uh, he did a um, a grill. He, he grilled. He did a barbecue. He wanted me to meet his family. So it can come in and, and feel comfortable with me leaving my kid, my son with him. And I felt when I left there, my wife and I felt comfortable leaving. That's him. good, man. We, it was a great feeling when we left. I said, this is a spot for him. And this when he the- left, he hadn't signed yet. He said, I'll, I'll give you, you know, 48 hours because I got to recruit someone really, we really want you, blah, blah, blah. And before we left the campus, Chase was signing the city. <laughs> but he had to come back home and process it first. You know, right. I, I didn't push it on him. I know how I felt, but I didn't I didn't even tell him how I felt. I went to how he felt. Because first of all, I don't have to be there. Right. Right. That's that <laughs> the big names. I, I could have went to a big name prep school easily. I had Brewster, uh IMG, I had the schools to go to, but it was the fact that the field, the field was just different. Um on top of that, it was a Christian prep. Oh, uh, you got to know what else you want. It's, it's bigger than basketball. I know that I wanted to learn how to digest the Bible the way I, I can now. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't go there, I don't know if I'd be at that level. And if I wasn't at that level, I don't know how I would have been able to handle the adversity that I went through at school this year as a freshman. And so that, right. it, all, it, all, it all plays a role. Everything plays a role. And I'm just happy everything worked out the way it, it had so far. We had, uh, he had uh, peers that, uh, I'm going to say this, they... Um, as far as the prep school is concerned, I had one big, t- I don't want to name the name, but it's on the West, East Coast. was okay. called for And uh, I said, well, when are we going to come out and take a visit? He said, well, I could do a virtual tour. I said, okay, next <laughs> that one up. <laughs> virtual tour. <laughs> and then COVID wasn't even here. Oh, my <laughs> God. So just because you got a big name school, now that anyhow, that worked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And some coaches do think that, you know, well, 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 I'll just tell you anything. I'll show you anything. If you don't come, then I'm on to the next. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, be it. You know, right. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's crazy. We got your boy. We got your coach coming on uh, Thursday, man. Anything you want? Well, I don't want you to say it online because Terry might be listening, man. So we'll, we'll just hit me on. <laughs> I can't wait to Thursday to talk to TP about young Chase. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we have set you up, Chase, for this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, this is a good I, I, one, though, I, man, because Chase, man, I did not know you was this well-spoken. You know, I, I don't know if that was you that put it on Twitter. Some One of y'all young guys, I saw someone put it on Twitter that – uh, office is the new entrance. I saw one of them kids put that on there, and I thought it was maybe you, because kids get all these offers, and they think the coaches really want them. But they're being mm-hmm. offered 10, 15 kids, right? Yeah, I mean, shoot, it, start, it starts even when you're young. I got my first offer out of eighth grade. How much How, how, how much do you really think that offer meant Right. as an eighth right. grader? Right. I mean, when you first get it at that age, you know, as a parent, I was excited. But, you yep. know, I didn't really know anything about the whole recruitment process. There's there's an offer, there's an offer, and there's a real offer. Right. <laughs> so you have two different offers that come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so yeah, because they get high school coaches, they get favors. Uh, say, can you offer my son? Uh, and they offer him as a favor, 
so that he could get other schools to start interest, get interest in offering them. So that's, you know, it's kind of working that, that's kind of marketing. That's a good marketing strategy if it works. Yeah. How uh, you know, often is that, a real offer is when he's calling you every day. Right. You know what, you know what, uh, real quick, uh, Mr. Adams, <laughs> I, I heard that. I, 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 know, I know it's true though. So these dudes be getting 15 offers and they don't be real, Chase. Yeah, they, they don't be real. I wish I had all the letters uh, that I used to get when I was little uh, or or just going through high school that I could show you how many people didn't actually call me outside of them letters. They would just send them and be like, oh, I got a letter. Like, that's how kids, that's how we are. Oh, I got a letter from this place. I'm about to post it. Oh. <laughs> I got a letter from this place. I'm about to post it. <laughs> oh. no, I, saw, I saw a step further one time. I saw a kid post an admissions uh, letter. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't the coach. That ain't the coach They want you to come to the school because you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 some of those college coaches do try to plant seeds, you know, oh. like you try to go back doors, like be slick with it. So if I'm the first one to offer Chase, so maybe when it do, when it is his time to come out, you know, when he's a senior, I'm the first one that offered you. You know, yeah, some, some of them try to play that game too. Yeah, it's a two-way street with it for sure. Yeah, but but yeah, we definitely gonna have your coach on, man, and I think we are gonna have some fun with with, with TP when he get on. Uh, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit about your mom too, man, because I heard a story about your mom from a a, a, a coach, and I think you were in sixth grade. They said at the time, and he he wanted to talk to you about something about, I guess, about being recruited or being number one uh, sixth grader in the country. And you, you had your head down and your mom looked at you and said, look him in the eye when you talk to him. And then you mm -hmm. turned around and looked at the guy and said, hi, I'm Chase Adam. I'm the number one sixth grader in the country, you know, and the kid, and the guy was like, Whoa, you know, this guy, you know, he actually, you know, looked me in my eye and was like serious about it, you know? So yeah. big ups to your family, man, for raising you the right way, man really very respectful yes. uh, you, you you didn't let anything get to your head you know because there's a lot of people out there that once they get the likes on once you get all of the uh, people on social media thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands that you get the big head and say well I made it you know I don't have to work no more people you know? forget so, that social media isn't real it's not real Say it again. You gotta, go out, you gotta go out in life and still talk to people. You can't just comment on their pictures. You can't just like their pictures. You can't hit DMs all the time. It's people that people are real. Social media isn't. I mean, it's it's kind of getting irritating because people really go about everyday life just living for social media. Go to the gym and post a picture, and you probably didn't put no work in. You just want right. to show people that you're in the gym. We in the gym, we in the gym all the time. We don't have to post no pictures. Right. right. Don't post no pictures. Yeah. It's what we do. I say that he got that, you know, uh, he used to do it when he was younger. And then uh Tyrone got in his butt. Oh yeah. Tyrone, he said, man, stop posting what you're doing, man. Just go to work. And wow. there's no reading the post. Don't don't post nothing. Just get in there and go put put work in. And that's what Jerome Randall told him uh, a long, long time ago. He stopped posting. Yeah, Rome, Rome asked me one day who he said. How many of your friends, how many friends you got that that's 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 good at hooping? I said, I, should, I got a lot. I got Taylor, I got Javon. Right. Uh, Shamir, my best friend, he was hooping at the time. And I just named off a couple more people. He said, So why are you posting these dudes from Cali in New York? Who are they to you? I was like, shoot, I just played against them. He was like, Oh yeah, you respect them that much that, that they, they can go on your page. I'm like, <laughs> it's personal, boy. <laughs> the Randall Cole. <laughs> From then on, I ain't been posting nobody. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, wow. he, got, he get on me about the little things that you don't even think about. Like, shoot, I don't, it's, it's so many things. I remember in, uh, I stayed with him in California last summer uh, to work out and stuff. We would, we would be out the door at four. But um, the first two days, he was waking me up. And the third, he, he got, we got in the car that, that second day. He was like, look. He always mad though. Jerome always mad. He always <laughs> mad. This was a good morning. We ate everything. He, he he tell me in the car. He look. I ain't wake you up no more. Tomorrow I'm leaving you if you ain't up. I ain't. <laughs> my people always wake me up, so I was just used to it. I never set my alarm. If I set my alarm, I'm gonna sleep through it. That's that old school. I, I set like four alarms. 
I was sitting at the, <laughs> sitting at the counter at 3 a.m. <laughs> I ate my breakfast a whole hour. <laughs> Come downstairs. See, are you ready? <laughs> now he nice. Now he nice. He could. <laughs> That's that old school, Chase. That's that old school mentality, man. That's how I am with Javon. When he come down here and mess with me, dude, I'm leaving at this time. If you ain't ready, I'm leaving. Point blank. If you ain't ready, I'm leaving. So that's that old school mentality, man. We got to get Jerome on here too then, man. So, Because this he's a mentor to you and, uh, and probably a lot of other guys, you know, especially the point guards that came out of Chicago. So he oh, probably yeah. should be doing a lot. And he whoop out here at Lifetime Fitness by me in Bolingbrook when he come home. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I see him go through everybody in there, man. And Randall, he's not a big guy. Tough as nails, man. He's tough. He's tough, man. Can I I interject on that? um, Go ahead. On the waking up part, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there for some dads, you know, dads and moms, as a matter of fact. I think that at some point, when when a kid hits high school, you need to stop waking your kid up. Because I made a mistake of taking it too far. I took him to sophomore year in high school. Uh, I think you should stop in high school because it's a part of the process for, for, for preparing him for college. Because there's nobody going to be there to wake him up in college to get to those classes. So you got to get him. You, while you're there to monitor that, monitor him or he or she to wake them up, let them wake themselves up all the way through high school so they'll be ready for college. That's a part of preparation to me. I agree. Do we got any? Do we got anybody online that wanted to say anything, Rob? And I've been going through these comments, responding to these dudes. Uh, let me go back on some of them. That's amazing, man. Uh, for you to be able to have this level of intelligence at such a young age, and not to say that you shouldn't be, but the way that you speak, Chase. So, man, shout out to you and your pops, man, on a great job, man, of being cohesive, working together. Yeah, I appreciate that. I want to ask him about. Um, your boy Kizo, though. I thought, was Kizo your guy coming up? Yeah, I remember you, was that you shooting left-handed for Kizo when he went through that ordeal? Yeah, 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 yeah. I started that just trying to try to bring some, some type of positivity to whatever he had um, going on in people's eyes. You know, people don't really know the real story. They just, it's like telephone effect. You hear one thing, then the story changes, then the story changes, then the story changes, and it becomes this terrible story. I heard so many stories, and I'm like, I was, I was right there. Right. It's, it's not what happened at all. But just out of respect, you know, I never really, really, uh, you know, I always disclose that story, you know, just right. for. You know, oh, that's that. super confidential. That's between y'all two. But I remember <laughs> you started, I knew somebody started that left hand thing for mm-hmm. Kizo, and that was you, and then it just caught on. Everybody yeah. started doing it. So what I did was I shot a left hand jump shot, and then I tagged like three people. And I tagged the, the, the biggest names that I could think of in the city at the time. So I tagged, I think I tagged IO. Javon and Taylor, and then they did it. Then they tagged they some of their teammates or some of their friends. Then they did. It just got big, and before we knew it, it was outside of Chicago. Yeah, so went crazy. People forget, man. people forget how cold Kizo was. People didn't like Kizo. He used to get recruited by Duke and Kansas out of eighth grade. Mm. Wow, he was cold. Like he probably would have been the best player in the country by the time senior year if he was just stayed on that path. You know, it was it was ridiculous. I played alongside him, so I got to see firsthand how good he was every day, not just sometimes. Right. Every day. I went to school with him, then we go to AAU practice. Wow. It was different. Wow. (laughs) I want to say this, though. I wanted to say this, Chase. You had said something about, I forgot what player was, scored 40 points. Was it Verge? Yeah, Verge. All right, but you just told, the the numbers you had was 20 and 10. I'll -hmm. take 20 and 10 over the 40 any day, you know, and the reason why you're getting your players involved, you know. Right. I, I always say when I watch, you know, kids like you, especially you, you you fill up the stats, you know. You might have 15, 16 points. You might have 10 dimes. You might have three, four steals, you know. Uh, I, I would take a guard, guard like you any day, a guard like you any day. And I think that's what Terry Porter saw in you, you know, like yeah. he's going to orchestrate. He's going to get everybody the ball where they need to have it. You know, and I think that's what he was looking at when he was recruiting you. And then when it's time for you to go, you know, do your thing, then go do it. But get everybody involved first. And I saw that when I was watching some of the videos of you when you were at uh, Portland, that you were getting everybody involved. And then every now and then you would sneak one through there, do your little floaters, do your little step backs and all that. Uh, How did you, like, 
the IQ, where did the IQ of the game come from? When, when did it start for you? That's a really good question because I just, I just played. I always knew to, not to over dribble. I always knew to just throw it up, get it back. I always knew to, if someone was open, hit them. And then he always used to tell, because it got to, I was so nice, I guess, when I was little. He used to just tell me, like, once there's two minutes left and this game is close, you got to do what you got to do. And then that's why I used to learn how to score um, the last two minutes, last three minutes. It didn't really come throughout the game. If I had 15 points, I probably had eight or seven of them in the last two minutes. So that's what, that's what that used to come from. But that's a good question. I think it just was natural, honestly. I think, it's, to me, he was excited. I know we were riding home from a game, from an AU game. Uh, he's probably in fourth grade at the time. He said, Dad, Dad, Dad. I said, what? what? He said, I can see three plays ahead. I said, explain it to him. And he explained it. I said, whoa. <laughs> That's when the light bulb came on for me. I'm like, oh, he just explained how I see three plays ahead. Yeah. In fourth grade. Pardon me? At fourth grade, yeah. He, wow. told me. Yeah. he was excited when he said it. So I'm like, okay, explain it to me then. Because I, I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always knew how to do certain things. I just didn't know how to articulate how I just did. I used to always tell people that I really had eyes in the back of my head. It wasn't so much that I had eyes in the back of my head. It's more so that I could hear or or I already glance. Right. If I threw a no-look pass, I probably really didn't look. I never did one of these and then look. It right. was already, I seen it while I was probably in the backcourt. So now I'm not looking. It was, it was, it was one of those. And the funny part about me is I can't see that good. What? My eye, I really can't see that. Like, like literally, my vision sucks. Wow. <laughs> like, uh, in, in the game at, at school, I use jersey colors. Oh. Like, I need, I need, uh, I need contacts or, or some goggles or something. That's interesting, man. That, that, that. You better not get no contacts and goggles. They're gonna really be in trouble at their lid. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that's gonna help my shooting a lot. Actually, <laughs> I really I use the. I know I got my shooter. My shooter's white and he's he's lighter skin and he's wearing a white jersey. If wow. I get to the paint, I know that this blue jersey finna step up. I'm gonna hit my white jersey in the corner. That's just how I play. Okay. A lot of times when I'm at half court, I can't see the. I can't see the score. Wow. Wow. At the free throw line, you see me doing these looks, and, and that's that's me trying to see what the score or what the time is. I can see the shot clock pretty good, but it's, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I just play. I just play. Well, I don't need to make no excuses I, for it. That's all muscle memory now. I mean, it's all muscle memory for you now. So you know exactly if I blow by somebody, I know I got at least two guys behind me, you know, that may be on my team. So if I slow it up, I got a nice little bounce pass coming down the middle for a dunk. Yeah, my thing is if I run fast and get past all the blue or the dark jerseys, I'm I'm, I'm probably I'm probably in good shape. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but Chase, man, and, and and Tony, man, I want to uh, send out my condolences to you guys too and your family, man. I know you lost, uh, you know, your your grandfather. Yep, my grand my grandpa, my grandma. Yeah, so man, I would, we just want to send our condolences for to the, to you both of you guys and your family, man, because Appreciate I know you are, you know losing a family member especially that family member that keeps it tight you know to keep the family tight uh so man uh continue to uh keep them in your heart man i always tell my like and i lost my dad i said i'm gonna keep them close to my heart and always remember the good times that me and my pop sent you know had together so man do that with your grandma uh keep and, and grandpa keep it close to you man and remember all the great memories that you guys had together man definitely yeah definitely. and um Let's end with this. I want Tony and you to share some uh, knowledge with the young generation, up and coming hoopers. You know, we always do this with all our guests, you know, drop some knowledge uh, of what it takes to be, you know, successful on and off the court. You know, we can start with either one of you guys. So, Tony, if you want to take the lead right now and then let Chase end it. I'm Lou, okay. Colin. <laughs> Lou. Oh, Lou. <laughs> You can ask it if you want. What's up, Lou? Let me see what he's saying. It's no, uh, I'll just wait. What up, kid? Look, look, look. Lou, man, Lou, you, we, we got Chase on live, man, on All Ball Chicago. Ah, what's up? So I'm, on, I'm on live with Marcus Liberty and Rob. 
He said, tell Mark I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> tell him we gonna get him on. Y'all back. Come on, tell him we're gonna yeah. All right, so uh so Tony, you wanna start it off? Uh, it's 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 no it's no magic wand into in being successful. You really have to work. Your worth ethics has to be there. You have to have some strong worth ethics. Um, don't like you said, don't go in the gym and start snap, uh, Instagramming and all the social media to show people you're in the gym. Get in there and work hard. I mean, really work hard. Kids get in there and say they, oh, they had a good workout, but what is their idea of a good workout? And I, I think a lot of kids don't really have the full understanding of a good workout or a hard workout. And Chase has had the, the, the blessing to be around some pros that showed him how to work out. He had the work ethics, but it showed him how to take it to another level, how to work out harder. And uh, I never will forget um, Will. Will Bynum. I don't want to say it the way he said it. But <laughs> Chase, <laughs> things were working out with Jerome, and he just finished. And Will Bynum walked in the gym. He said, you have a good workout, young fella. Come on over here, Chase, holler at me. So he sat there and talked with him. He said, Man, you have, I'm sitting there listening. Uh-huh. He said, you have a good workout? He said, uh, and he said it just like that. He said, man, you took too long. Get your back out there with me. The way he answered them. So, it's, and you watch these guys, how hard they work out. You see why why they got to where they, you know, to the level they got to. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, no, it's no knock on kids or they just don't have the, the avenues to see all of that. But a lot of them say they work hard. They really haven't seen how, how hard it, you know, what it takes to to get to that next level. It, it's it's tough. It's tough. Right. Marcus, you know, Rob, you know, you guys been around the game. You know what it takes. But a lot of young kids don't know it, and they think that they're working hard, and they're really not. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know how to introduce them to it or what you could do, <laughs> but it, it, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough out there. But yeah. all I can tell them is to keep working hard, keep trying, uh, try to research. And a lot of young kids don't study, study the game. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. get some game film. Look at what the your position. Look at what they do, how they play. Mm-hmm. I never forget. I watched him at fourth grade. I walked downstairs. He had found a channel. What channel was that? Mm, oh, it was like YouTube. It was like- something. He went on. He went on one channel. He was watching Bob Cousy and Earl of Pearl Monroe and. He was going back into history. Well, a lot of these young kids don't know about the history of basketball. How far can they go back? Bob yeah. Cousy taught me how to look past. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the guy named uh, Maravich? Oh, P. Maravich. He's watching all those guys on, you know, he's tuning into them, just watching them and studying them. If you watch a Bob Cousy clip, he going he gonna to see the past, like, probably when he get the rebound or when the rebound is caught. And he's not going to look at all. Mm, right. Not going to look at all. So that's how I always want to do my no-look passes. Like, you see Magic sometimes. Sometimes you see Magic. He's the craziest no-look pass ever. <laughs> if, if Magic, if Magic sometimes he would look at him, then not look, then pass. Right, right, I always right. wanted to be like a legit no-look. Like, I was not looking at him. Wow. <laughs> but dime right on the right on the money. Right on the money too. On the seams, I, I learned how to pass on the seams. Wow. See, that's a lot of stuff that people don't know, man. Like the stuff that you're talking about, like the seams. Bob Cousy lit. Bob Cousy, man. He, that's a, he's a throwback. <laughs> I call blueprint. That's real, man. Yeah, man. That's that's facts, though. So, Chase, you want to you want to add on before we get up out of here, man? Uh, shoot, I guess my dad hit a good point with the with the history, knowing your history of the basketball, because you never want to be that one that's that's uh, that you hear the conversation going on. You don't know who 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 anybody talking about, especially with the old old guy, older guys. You just gain a different respect when you know what you're talking about with them. Okay. Uh, but my biggest my biggest my biggest thing of of uh, advice for people, just anybody, is just learning how to embrace adversity because. Adversity is something that you can't handle, but it's a lot of things that you can't control. And so once you get that adversity, what you going to do with it? You know, like me, I always try to turn them into positives. I always try to turn them into 
a little fire under my butt or a chip on my shoulder. You know, my adversity in basketball is probably my size. Okay, let's let me show y'all that that ain't nothing. Right. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't gone through. I didn't gone through like. Friends didn't got killed. I didn't got my brother to die. My my grandparents just died. All right, let me show y'all how I, how I deal with this. It's okay, you know. Everybody goes through it, no matter how good your life is, you know, what you got going on at home, or how bad your life is. You got to figure out how to push through. It was there for a reason, and it's gonna write write a better story for you in the end. Wow, wow. Chase, man. Drop the mic, Chase. Yeah, man. <laughs> Drop the mic, man. I'm Drop the mic, man. This dude right here live. I know, man. You and your dad, man. That was another great episode, man. And when we have Terry Port, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell Terry Port. Chase need to be on the court, man. 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you. You can say that. You can't say that. <laughs> I would tell him. I said, man, don't take him out of the game unless he tells you to. I just can't a couple times. Like, look. <laughs> Yeah. I'm ready. I'm good. <laughs> I got you, man. You know I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put the word in, man. I, I got you on that one, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But again, man, we want to thank you guys for joining us today, man. All ball Chicago. We trying to do some things, man. Uplift our community. Bring on some athletes, man, like yourself. Um, Tried to get Javon on, man. He's so shy, man. He just don't. He, he's like, I, I don't want to. He's not shy. <laughs> he's not shy. He, he's shy around you, Liv. <laughs> no, he didn't talk about me. No, I'm just kidding. Around you, you know. So, but but I, I gotta get him on, man. Too. I was gonna try to tag team both of you guys today and get him on, but I'll get him on by himself too, man. One day. So mm -hmm. uh, and then I want to get Taylor on too. So I got to reach out to Taylor too. But uh, we appreciate you guys, man, for joining us and continue, man. Much success to you guys this year, man, and uh, stay safe out there, man. Uh, hey, I appreciate that. Hey, Rob, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk and share, you know, share moments. And Marcus, I really appreciate, you know, this opportunity to share some things. I hope it was helpful, you know. No doubt. For the, um, the, the dads as well as the moms and the young kids out there. It was. It was definitely. Definitely. It was uh, definitely. You know, and uh, Chase, I'll send you the link too, man, so if you want to post it, wherever you want to post it, man, and uh, um, yeah, do that for sure. We, you can share it, all right? And yep. make sure you tell your family, man, I said hello, too. All right, my dude. I appreciate y'all. All, all right, right fellas, man. Y'all be good, man. God bless y'all, man. Bless you, too, as well. Too. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace, fellas. Man, we keep getting these good ones, man. Like, Chicago people, man, man just, we just good people. You know what I'm saying? Man, that man, that young man, man. That young man got his act together, brother. Man. And that lets me know when they reporting all that crap on the news that they sensationalizing it. Yeah. Okay, here's a young black man from Roseland because he's from 111 in Palmer Park. That's Roseland. And you hear how well-spoken this young man was? Come on, man. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot, Bob. It's a lot of kids like that, man, that, that people judge without even knowing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, People just look at some athletes, some of the athletes, especially from Chicago, that they can't speak. They don't know nothing, you know, or or that's all they do know is basketball. You What's know? the number one thing they think we are getting here when we come from Chicago? We in a gang, right? Oh, gang banging, you know, but uh, when you have, you know, good parents, you know, in your life, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a win-win, man. And I think that's the most important thing is having, you know, good family uh, surrounding you uh, to support you, to push you. Uh, even sometimes when you don't feel like getting up, like his dad was saying, sometimes, you know, you, you have to tell him, like, this is what you said you want to do. So I'm going to push you, you know, to, to greatness, man. So let's, let's, let's shout out some of the people, Bob, before we go online, man. So uh, I'm going to shout out to Demetri on here. Um, my man, Chef Tyson. Uh, Maurice. All right. Maurice Smith. Shout out to Maurice, man. Uh, Dexter Young. I saw guy Dexter Young. Come on. Uh, somebody said shout out to Liv for doing the show, man. Great show. Uh, Robert Jones, Glover Love. Uh, oh, my man, Cornell Tony. Stokes. 
Tony, oh, yeah. Tony Hall. Yeah. Man, Tony Hall was in Blue Chips with Shaq. That's what he said. Shout out to him, man. He said, great show, Liv. Yeah, he's from the crib, too, bro. He's from the crib, so. We got to get, get Tone on, too. So, Maurice, uh, thanks for tuning in. I see you. I see you guys. Gary, man, big shout out, man. Y'all continue to follow us because uh, we're going to keep bringing it. We got Terry Porter coming on. Uh, actually, no, Bob, we're going to do tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get Lefty on. Lefty. Uh, lefty Bilson. Lefty B-Boy. Let's go, Lefty Boy. Let's trash it up, man. He gonna Let's come trash on, it up, baby. He going to come on early, though. He's going to come on uh, 12 o'clock your time. Let's rock it out, man. Another Let's time. rock it out. And, uh, Lib, another great job interviewing, brother. You're yeah. knocking him out, man. You're knocking him out the park, bro. Man, would you my sidekick, though, dude? Can't do it without you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Well, you know what? This this show right here, man, I can sit back and watch it. I think okay. I will. <laughs> what you finna be on, big dog? Man, it's time for me to unlace the shoes, man. You know what I'm doing to do, man. All Ball Chicago. Lead Podcast Network. Chase Adams, Marcus Libby, your co-host Robert Bobby Reed. We up out of here, man. Swish. Oh, Scott. Hey, peace, boy. George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.